This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. Uh, really cool episode coming up for you today. Myself and Reese. Uh, Back in the den, which is the podcast—I wouldn't say studio; I would say nice, cool room that you guys have heard about a few times now. But we have a conversation about a problem uh, that we've been seeing quite a bit of in both, obviously, our coaching and just kind of the, the conversations we're having on social media. But it's a conversation that, at the start, you can very much take it as something that is there for people that are in a position to scale their business. So maybe you're hiring. Or you know you're looking to um, bring in staff members that work you know either as coaches or you know um, social media managers whatever it is that you're doing. But really, as we got a little bit deeper into it, it's a conversation that it works around three main elements, and that's critical thinking, humility, uh, and leadership, and and really kind of tying all those together. You know, we we talk a little bit about your ability to do the work on yourself and kind of introspect and and be conscious of uh, you know, how you're dealing with certain scenarios because inevitably you have this ability to manage uh, every decision uh, in your life to get a certain outcome and your ability to do so effectively dictates how well you can control the outcome and you know, we also talk on the technical side as well of, you know, some of the skills that you need to acquire and the mindsets that you need to have when it comes to managing a team. Uh, so, you know, all in all, it's a, it's a really good conversation because it's going to teach you a little bit about, you know, um, some of the experiences that we've had, you know, when it comes to hiring staff and kind of transitioning from somebody who is alone in their business, working a lot of hours uh, and kind of working extremely hard to, the different skills that you need when you are starting to scale and build a team because you know it is just a uh, it's a different beast but at all times it will be your rate limiter so it is a conversation that can go two ways and can be taken in different perspectives so something that we're looking forward to obviously getting feedback from you guys on and and seeing how you enjoy it now before we uh, jump into the episode important news important uh, the early bird rate for the Diploma of Fitness Business course uh, finishes this Friday, the 26th of February. Uh, so at the moment, you can get the course for $1,000 uh, and anything after that is after that day. So on the 27th, it'll jump up to $1,399. So uh, make sure that you jump on that if you've been thinking about it um, and we're pumped like it's uh, i mean it's a long wait when you're waiting for something to to start um as we all know but it is something that we're really looking forward to um you know a lot of new content in there and the structure of how we're delivering that is it's going to be cool to see it all play out but as i said jump on that the link will be in the show notes Uh, and apart from that guys we're going to dive into the episode now so as always uh, we hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side Well, let's just talk about it. So, what was the? You can lead us off. What was the conversation? So, having a conversation with um, one of the clients this week, one of our mastery members, and one of the topics that came up is the ability to relinquish responsibility and power to the people within his business, um, and the ability to actually create a an opportunity for them to take ownership of different tasks that he knows he can actually do to a really high standard. Um, And it it really got the conversation rolling about like, how do we start to pre-frame or create the mindset as a business owner that has people working within their business to give them growth opportunities, give them responsibility and give them, you know, for lack of a better term, the warm and fuzzies and make them feel like they're valuable to the company rather than just knowing like, well, I can do this myself, so I should. Um, 
and it was a really it was a really big and interesting conversation as to the the mindset behind why he can't relinquish that control and it, it like i feel like it just comes down to that ability of like you know controlling trying to control everything within your business when realistically you don't need to yeah i mean there's two there's two sides to the story right and i think there's the side where it's like okay well depending on the role and depending on what you're trying to achieve there needs to be an element of picking the right person who can think critically and, and laterally and, and can, can think for themselves. And, but the other side of it is as well is like creating an environment where you're allowing people to make mistakes mm-hmm. like and, and not actually telling them that this role needs to be perfect but actually saying, well, you can make mistakes uh, and as long as you're learning from them and you're putting in the effort to try and improve, that's really what I care about because, you know, there's... Growth doesn't happen unless we're learning lessons, and we only learn lessons from mistakes, right? And and not, I don't know if that mistakes is the right word, but a lot of it is is around. Okay, well, for, you need to make like I look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I go, okay, where are my, where's my team at here? Right? Where are they? Do they feel safe? Okay, well, you know, first of all. If they don't feel like they can make mistakes because and they're walking on eggshells, then they're not going to do the best possible job that they can do because they don't feel like they can step outside of these lines. And I think, like, you know, as a leader, naturally, and it's fucking the hardest thing in the world to do, right, to just relinquish that responsibility and, you know, because it can cost you money. <laughs> like, it really can. But I think it's one of these kind of these dichotomies where it's short-termism versus long-term right you know are we are we worried about that dollar or are we worried about the long-term growth of the company and and there's look this is where it's dynamic it's not black or white like you know you can't just like i think it's what i said before whether the the real importance is on the individual actually wanting to improve and and uh you know, making sure that they're doing and putting in the effort and doing the things necessary to take that lesson and improve so it doesn't happen again. Like, I can take mistakes and um, doing things wrong and all these types of things that you're going to get if the person is actually taking the necessary steps to learn, ask the, the questions and, and actually start to think critically for themselves and putting in the work. Like, I can take that. What I can't take is the same mistake happening over and over and over again because somebody isn't putting in the work necessary to make sure it doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? And I think like creating that safe environment where people feel okay, like they they actually feel like they can do what they do. It's like, you know, I like my example is like with yourself. I'm just like, go do what you do. It's like if fucking, if, you know, we, we figure something out as a team, if there needs to be something figured out, but it's like, go do it. Like, I know you, like, and this is what I was saying before with a role. It's like, you know, I know that I can, like, fucking, I can trust you with clients. You know, I can let you do your thing. I don't have to worry about you. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, there might, and, and in every business, there's going to be things that go wrong, but it's like, okay, well, as long as there's, you know, as a company and everybody in the company has this mentality and this is up to you as a leader. And I guess this is where business changes a bit. But as long as you create that environment where mistakes are okay and, you know, we're, we're, we're allowing people to think for themselves because then they'll start to take that role into their own self-actualization. And that's like, if you take that away from somebody and you just tell them that they're just doing stuff for you, nobody wants to do that. Like that's where we, you know, that's where we, we aren't actually being as creative as we need to so i think it's like this dichotomy right of you got to find the right people to work in your company and that you got to be you you know it's one of the hardest things to do but you've also got to uh you've also got to create an environment um that you know is on brand you know whatever that brand is but also allows people to make those mistakes Mm. and i think if we if we look at this as a an ability to think of your business as like a beehive right Queen Bee, she does a thing, right? But all the workers make every other's job easier, right? And rather than just treating yourself as the Queen Bee, 
if you can actually be one of the workers and give other people jobs and make their jobs easier, then they will do their jobs better. Um, and as you said, if you can actually make them feel safe and not go outside, like give them the, the freedom and the ability to make their own decisions and go outside those lines, they will actually like, you know, you, you know yourself, man, like most big business breaks, most big opportunities come from things that had an element of risk, right? Now we do our best to mitigate those risks as best we can. But if you look at like the big decisions that need to be made, there's going to be an element of like, this could go wrong. This could go in a different direction. And if you give as the, you know, the owner or the operator of the business, if you give your people that work for you and work with you, the opportunity to make those decisions, they now have a stake in the company's growth, right? They, they now actually go, cool, my decision directly impacts the outcome. And as long as you make it clear that if the outcome goes bad, that's fine, it's okay. But you're, you're empowering them and rather than just, um, you know, squashing their potential, you're giving them opportunity to actually learn, which again is going to not, not just impact them as a personal individual and their, their mindset towards, quote unquote, your business, but also your ultimately your total reach and total impact of your business. Humans have a, have a, a deeply ingrained need for autonomy. And autonomy in, can mean, you know, if you contextualize it into, you can contextualize it in many different ways to many different areas. But autonomy as a human means self-governance, right? Like I just want the ability to be able to make decisions for myself. That is ingrained in us. If I feel like I don't have control over the situation, I'm going to be stressed. It's going to affect how I make decisions. And that's, you know, like we can talk about it in terms of business. The business needs to be able to make decisions for itself outside of the business owner but you know as a human not just in business but in life i need to feel like i have control over my life otherwise i get stressed the fuck out and that causes me issues on a psychological level and it affects how i make decisions and a lot of it is that it's like you know when you bring somebody in and and as i said it's probably one of the hardest things to do and you, you you obviously get better at it with time like anything else but allowing people to feel like they have autonomy within your business and they have a say, I think is really, really important. Um, And I think, I also think that, like I said before, this really does emphasize the importance of critical thinking. Like I think, you know, if you're somebody who is listening to this, like the role of critical thinking in a business is absolutely critical. Excuse me. Unintended. Yeah, (laughs) but it is critical. and, And the reason it's critical because you need to be able to continuously think laterally around solving problems. So you, you also need to create a, uh, a culture of critical thinking. Like it's like, you know, I don't, like I, honestly, as a leader, one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do now is instead of telling people what to do or how it should be done is actually trying to get them to think about it critically of how they would do it. Yeah, it's not even like I, I try and look at this from a different perspective rather than letting them think critically and laterally of how they would do it. I actually try and I encourage them to actually just come up with a plan. Like, cool, this is what we need to get done. This is the outcome that we need. How do we get there? Mm. Like, what do you want to do to do that? Because if like, I know that like, cool, we could, for example, if we need to create a larger audience for our like our email list, cool, we, we could create this market, we could do this, we could do this piece of content. But if I'm going to be the one that's actually offloading that piece of work to the individual, um, nine times out of 10, if it's just something that I've told them to do, they're either not going to have any degree of like urgency or they're not going to care. Whereas if it's a plan and a a process that they've actually come up with to get the outcome, they now have ownership. They now have an opportunity to go, cool, well, this is the thing that I said I was going to do and it was my plan. Well, cool. Ownership and integrity is going to equal results. Yeah, 100%. And as I said, like this is a this is a you, we even see this with people that we deal with and like on a regular basis. It's like you know, me and you uh, have laughed previously um, about you know the inability of critical thinking uh, at times with ourselves, right? Like it's like you know we'll pull each other up, and then you know, but it, it really is a uh, there is a bigger issue here, and it's that. I feel like in, in today's age, a lot of it is about acquisition of knowledge. And, and although acquisition of knowledge is important, what really is more important is actually trying to apply that knowledge uh, in a real world scenario. And I think like it does get, I think they're both important, but 
it's like that question of like what's next it's like you know people aren't even thinking about how they apply the knowledge they're just they're hoping that they get it right rather than like getting it right in business like it's like this isn't a fucking math test like you know the whole goal of this is to actually create a business not to understand a lot about business and then not apply it and it's that whole question is like what is next right and it's like don't get caught up in just over educating yourself because what you really should be doing is asking yourself deeper questions about what you're learning how does this apply to my business what's the biggest problem we face about this and how can i solve it and like most people don't spend time thinking right like how like actually dedicating time to thinking like me and you are at our best when we're in front of a whiteboard why because we're taking everything that we've learned over the last 10 years and we're putting it into action trying to create a system a strategy you know whatever it is that's going to help us overcome an obstacle right and it's like that's what just doesn't happen enough right it's like and this is you know we're kind of this is a little bit of a tangent but it's also extremely important right and it's like it just you know your ability to think critically will get you into rooms that you just you, you you would never have gotten into if you didn't sit down and just think a little bit more instead of just worrying about acquisition of knowledge yeah well yeah like you said it's a it's a bit of a a, a pivot but acquisition of knowledge doesn't mean anything as, unless you actually apply that knowledge right and that, if we bring this back to actually working with people working with staff you know let's say coaches or other practitioners within your business we need to figure out we need to put ourselves in a position where we can actually convey the knowledge that we've acquired and give them the opportunity to actually apply right because that's where i feel like a lot of business owners fall into a bit of a trap where they acquire all this knowledge they acquire all this skill set and then they hire people but they hire people to do the stuff that like is just by default like if we use personal training as an example like online coach they hire a coach just to do coaching but that person comes with so many more skill sets that you can leverage and you can actually start to create growth impact and you know expansion of the business in multiple ways and if you can actually start to then go okay well i've learned all of this they've learned all of the other stuff right how can we actually apply that and get them to cross populate and go all right cool now you're going to do the thing after you've learned what i've learned and do you know use your own um you know personal experience as well yeah as a leader it's important for you to incorporate them in where the business is going Mm -hmm. you know like it's uh, that's when somebody feels like the, like you said before they have a stake their you, you know your ability to give them this power of going okay we'll go make this decision and that decision is going to have a really big impact on where this company goes and that is what makes someone feel a part of that journey and that's what you know it's like skin in the game right it's like you said it before risk risk is this thing that you know everybody's trying to avoid but it's the most important thing to fucking anything Mm. right it's like if you don't have anything invested if you don't have any skin in the game then you don't actually care enough to to think deeply and critically about what's going on about the obstacle that you might face and i think like incorporating that with your coaches but like even on an individual level like you know this is when we're talking about critical thinking like not enough people have enough skin in the game with their business even just as a business owner, like maybe you got to ask yourself why you want it to be quick, why you want it to be easy, why you want it to be all these things, right? And it's because like you don't have enough skin in the game. Like are you putting enough on the line right now for your business? Are you actually going all in or are you just saying that you're going all in on Instagram so that everybody thinks you're a fucking killer, right? Because there's a big difference. When you're all in, like... (laughs) there's enough skin in the game there's enough there that you're like i don't have a fucking choice anymore Mm -hmm. like i i'm you know and and that risk is what drives you yeah one thing that like if you can take take away from that like all right cool you're if you want to be a killer in business you want to be someone that's you know successful you're um and then you've hired other people and you said before it's it's also comes it's a dichotomy about you know picking the right people with the right skill set applying the right knowledge to them etc right if you want to be that killer, you're no doubt hiring killers too. You're hiring people that can just execute, that can like uh, critically think and you know pivot when needed. If you've got killers in the in your business, you need to be prepared to, to feed them, or they will feed on you, right? And it's that simple. Like if you can't actually give them 
the, the structure. You can't give them the lead generation. You can't give them the responsibility, you know, the stakes in your business and the, and it doesn't necessarily mean financial stake. It just means like the actual ability to take their own pathway, their own decisions and make, you know, educated thought processes within your business, right? They will eat your business alive. It's an extreme ownership thing, right? Like how like, this is one of the biggest traps we can fall into is like, whatever's going on in my business is my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, even if somebody else makes a mistake, even if somebody else fucks up, even if somebody else fucking leaves, whatever it is, whatever's going on in my business is my fault, right? And that's because I've allowed it to get to this point. I either haven't created the culture or the, the environment for somebody to thrive, I've hired the wrong person, I've done all of these, whatever it is, it's my fault. And I think that's something that not, that, that for me is the skin in the game, right? Like, you know that having skin in the game is having extreme ownership because when you give that power to some external force how can you change anything how can you like you know how can you actually do what's necessary if you're not taking responsibility for it it's uh if we really look at like like if like do you do you believe there's like a framework for this stuff like do you believe that there's like a clear-cut way that like cool if you bring people on if you're trying to create culture do you feel like there's a set framework or do you feel like it's like a bit more ad hoc and reactive to what's in front uh i don't know if there's a framework man like i think a lot of it does come down to uh, the way you treat people and i mean i go a bit woo-woo on this it's like it's consciousness like it's introspective. It's like, you know, I spend a lot of work time working on myself. You know, like, that's why I wake up at fucking 4.30 in the morning. I, the first thing I do is I meditate. And people will fucking say, blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's another meditation, dude. But I don't, I don't fucking post stories on Instagram of me meditating and breathing heavy. Like, nobody would fucking know, yeah. right? I do that for me, right? I do that because I know that the next time I have a problem in my business or maybe the next time I'm fucking, you know, uh, I have to, there's something gone wrong, right? I'm going to have to deal with an individual. Now, the way I deal with that individual is completely dependent upon my internal being. Whether I treat them like an asshole or I'm an asshole to them depends upon their confidence, Mm -hmm. right? So my communication with someone can't just be this emotional reaction, you know, I I have to be able to take responsibility and sometimes that hurts. You know, sometimes it, it's like you've really fucked up here, you know, and in order to do that and come back from it, you got to do the work on yourself. And I think as a leader, the, the, a lot of it, a lot of the problems you face, you bring to onto yourself. And if you don't have it, if you have an inability to actually take responsibility for it, you will just keep getting that same problem. Like there's always, I've spoken to many business owners and I'm like, yeah, I just can't seem to find the right person. Or I just can't seem to do this. It's like, yeah, well, you're not attracting that type of person. Okay, so what are you doing wrong? That's a you thing. And if and, and again, you know, maybe maybe it's not the person. Maybe it's what you're doing well, to drive these people away, right? Exactly. And it's like, that's that's like the, the thing that I think people miss is like, Business is this big fuck-off game of working on yourself. And the more you do it and the more you take extreme ownership, the more skin in the game you have. The more I'm, you know, the more I have it, you know, if I'm taking extreme ownership, that's me having skin in the game. It's not about, you know, people talk about going all in. Going all in, like, yeah, it's it's a, this saying that everybody says on fucking Instagram, right? But for me, it's about going all in on, on self-development so that when it comes to a situation that's high pressure and high stress, I can deal with it and that I can deal with it because it gets me the outcome that I want to achieve. I'm manipulating the situation because I'm the most unemotional motherfucker in the room. Yeah. And if we really look at businesses that, you know, play that, um, that victim card of like, I can't find the right person, right? There's a con- there's, there's one common denominator, right? And it's you and the business, right? Or you or the business, right? Like, you know, to your point where you're just not attracting the right people, like it's not a matter of like, you know, the right people aren't coming to you. It's a lot of the time you're not doing the work that needs to be done to get the right person. And if we really bring this back to the culture that you can create by giving people responsibility in the business, I feel like, you know, as a business owner, there is a necessity, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's an obligation to actually really take the time to 
map that out and it's and you're right it's not a framework but it's a it's a conscious decision to go well how can i bring this person into my business and you need you are obligated as the business owner to actually create a direction of flow for them to to you know fall into responsibilities right to to know that there is more on the table and it again it doesn't need to be financial but there is more tasks there is more things that they can do and there's more quote unquote ownership for them to actually take care of um and without that man the you know, we tell we tell our, our mastery clients all the time track your um your churn rate of clients right and if you're hiring coaches you need to tra- track the churn rate of the coach right if someone leaves after six months like why why did they leave did you not give them enough responsibility did you overwhelm them with too much information did you just hire the wrong person they weren't actually suited to your brand so that's a, a whole branding conversation as well who you bring in definitely affects affects the uh the, the impact of the brand so it needs to align. So you know, I can use a, a personal example, man. Like when I hired uh, one of the coaches into the, into my business was, you know, we had a few top contenders there, you know, two of which were far more experienced than the person we end up hiring, right? However, the two that you know, we didn't, didn't align with our brand values, didn't align with the way we actually presented and, um, you know, the reputation that we created. And, you know, we talk about risk, right? risking your reputation is probably the biggest risk you can play and it's not one that i was willing to actually you know play russian roulette with yeah 100 percent, man and it is one of those things though like it 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 does come down to those two elements is like okay and 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 i want to kind of i'm going to loop this back but okay am i hiring the right people right and then am i in creating the right environment right they're the two main factors when it comes to building a team and then beyond that, you know, what we're really looking at, right, is like, okay, I need to, as a leader, take extreme responsibility here. Because if I want to change the circumstance, if, it, if things are going wrong and things aren't, you know, going the way I want them to go, the reality is, is that there's a reason that that's happening. And the more that I, I give the, the power to whatever is not my responsibility, I have an inability to change the situation, right? And that's why I'm like, I really do think that this is like a character thing. Like I think people too often are looking for the, the technical side. They're looking for um, the process, the, the quick fix, the magic pill, right? And it's because they give that power to someone outside of themselves. Like, you know, it is one of the hardest things to do to actually take responsibility for something you've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's the hardest thing in the world to do, period. Fuck business for a second to actually take responsibility for your part in any situation, how many people do we know that actually do that? Mm. Not fucking many, right? M- most people find it easier instead of sitting with themselves and fucking actually dealing with it because it is one of those things that you have to be hard on yourself and it's going to fucking hurt. You're going to go through these you know, negative emotions. That's all a part of it. As long as you understand that on the other side of that is growth, then fuck man like i'm willing to sit there and like honestly man i went on a seven day silent retreat and i literally from day three to day five all i thought about was all the fucked up dumb shit and then this the things that i was doing wrong across my whole life cried for like six hours straight one day just because like because it's like that was when i started to that's when i took responsibility for my part in everything that was, you know, not the way I wanted it to be. You know, I was journaling and these kind of things. And, you know, that, that was my biggest takeaway from that whole time was like, the end of the day, your life is what you make it, right? And every situation, you have a responsibility in it. And if you want to change it, you've got to first become conscious of it and then you've got to take responsibility for it. And if you can't take responsibility for it, nothing will change because you're giving your power to something outside of you which means you are powerless i think we need to uh set you up with a monk robe and shave your head man well man like I, that was a big part of me for a long time like i fucking you did go down a bit of a rabbit hole at one point of just the the full uh dive into the um you know the the woo woo <laughs> well fuck bro like honestly i still believe in it heavily i still think at the end of the day it's everything like mm. i'm still a massive believer of that i think that at the root of everyone's problems is their identity it's who they are it's their unconscious habits it's their belief system and if you can change that you can literally go wherever you want in life and you you see it right you've got people that you know 
we've all heard the story about the person who gets to like 35 and then all of a sudden just flips their life on their head and changes everything and it's because the world the external world that we live in is based on the internal world that we create it's like you know attention is the currency of today right like consciousness is being taken away from people right and then we wonder why you know mental health problems are accelerating we wonder why all these things are happening is because the world and everybody's consciousness is being taken away from them right and that means that of course if i'm not conscious that means i'm not aware of my own emotions if I'm not aware of my own emotions, I can't, you know, like I'm out of control. So when, when it is, to, let's relate this back to a business, you know, uh, yeah, we better situation. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring this back to a business situation. Think about, uh, you know, there's one of my employees, and they've just made one of the biggest mistakes ever, right? Or well, semi big. Let's not go big because. Too big. Too big, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Too big, you're out. But semi-big, right? And it's like, okay, how I deal with this situation determines the outcome. So unless I'm conscious of how I, and, and I can have the ability to actually be mindful of how I deal with this situation, I actually lose control of the outcome. And that's how most people run their business, right? They, have, they lack this understanding of themselves, to on this highest degree which actually stops them from being able to control the outcome and that's why i love you know like maybe brand understanding your product niche cash flow all of these things that we teach as defense as you know uh, stability aren't sexy but that's why i love them to build a brand and to truly build a brand you actually have to do a lot of work on yourself you have to ask yourself deeper questions and start to look internally. What do I actually believe in, right? What? Are, why am I actually doing what I'm doing? What you know? What's my belief system around why I'm in this career? And by doing that, right, and actually putting work into that, you're actually becoming more conscious. You're actually having this introspective journey, right? And and, and that's why it's absolutely pivotal that people go through that process because most people try to tackle growth without it and that means that they they have an inability to control the outcome and that's why they keep hitting a roadblock and then they you know the question is not you know oh i just have you know they're not saying oh i just need to change this i just need to you know go in a new direction i just need to make this pivot it's like okay i don't know what to do right and it's because they're tackling growth without any context and that's because they lack consciousness if we even really strip this back to a it's most simple form. You need a, non, a non-woo-woo form. A non-woo-woo form. You need to be fucking likable, right? And if you don't think you're, if you don't think you're likable, your staff certainly aren't going to think you're likable, and your, your fucking clients aren't either. And if you can't build that, you know, let's call it a friendship relationship, your churn rate of, of staff will be ridiculous. Yeah, it's like just critical thinking, right? It's like if you know, when somebody asks me a question, I'm not just giving them the answer to the question. I'm trying to give them the answer of the context that I want to create, mm. right? That's critical thinking. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, fucking, Corey said it before, right? He's like, you know, what you, we're, we're trying to build content at the moment. And he said, you've got to create content, right? And without over creating content, mm. right? And it's like, you know, that's critical thinking. It's like, but it, it, like that it's is the thing. It's very easy to go down a rabbit hole. It's very easy to just dive deep. Yeah, because it's emotional. Yeah. Right. It's like you know, and that's what that's what I'm uh, I'm kind of saying here is like your ability to think critically is to understand that whatever comes out of your mouth, however you go through life, whatever decisions you make, you have an ability to actually think critically about that decision to get yourself progress. Mm. And if you are emotionally bound and you have an inability to um, detach from that emotion, then you will continuously create the the life that you're you're creating right over and over again and wonder why nothing seems to change for yourself and as a leader you've got to do that work internally because otherwise everything around you will just fucking fall to pieces i'm just going to tie this back into one of the things you first said was like creating a safe environment creating trust where if an individual does make a, a big mistake now if we use that example that you you said where they make you know a decently large mistake it's not you know detrimental to the business and completely you know destroys everything but they make a big mistake the way you handle that means you could potentially handle it once never handle it again exactly. right 
And if you can actually handle that appropriately, you know, it's easier to teach someone a lesson from the mistake they made rather than to teach a new person to not make that mistake. So like from personal experience, if they've made the mistake, they're going to learn the, the lesson very quickly, right? Whereas if you try and pre-frame that, you know, oh, the last person, the last person we hired did this to try not to do that. One, you're already creating an unstable environment for this potential new, um, new coach, new hire, whatever you're working with. You know, they're already, you know, coming in, walking on eggshells because the last person fucked up and they know it. Um, but they're also not able to actually learn the thing that has taught the, you know, the potential person that you, uh, who initially made that, that mistake, they would have learned that lesson and likely not to make that, that mistake again. Uh, yeah. And it's a re- this is a really good conversation for anybody who's looking to scale their business. Like, you know, if you're at a, if you're at a point where, you know, you're time poor and your business is kind of busting at the seams, right? Like, you know, how, like, it's funny how many lessons you learn going into something new, right? And making all of those mistakes because it's like the first time you hire somebody or the first time you bring somebody on, you're like, holy fuck. Like, oh, this is how you do it. Oh, like, oh, so you're saying this person isn't a fucking clone of me and they know everything I know and they've done everything I've done. And it's like, we make all of these assumptions the first time we go into business and it's like, it's such a different journey once you hire because it's like you know you you so you become so self-reliant to the point where you're like you make all these assumptions that everybody else knows and does things the same way (laughs) and then you hire somebody and you're like holy shit you know what man it's the the thing that it like shines the biggest light on is what you do on autopilot the things that you just do you like you know to, to your point where they go you think that just people do that and but it's actually something that's exclusive to how you do it and like, oh, there's been so many times where I've brought people into the business where it's like, you know, six weeks down the track, they're being like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, this, this, this. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And they're what like, the fuck? what do you mean you're overwhelmed? Are you, aren't you doing this? And like, sorry, what? Uh, oh, you're not scheduling your time like this? Oh, no. Oh, I need to teach you that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's my bad. So what, you're telling me that you don't schedule every minute of your fucking day? Yeah, you don't are schedule you? when your meals are? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, 100%. And like, that's the thing. It's like, and you know what? It doesn't happen till like eight weeks in, yeah. nine weeks in and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, because the first eight weeks, man, you're dealing with the mundane issues. The things that just the day to day, oh, how do I log into this? How do I so create in, that? Yeah. Yeah. You're so in your onboarding system. You're yeah. like, fuck, I'm onboarding this, this, you know, this coach or this... Um, you know this hire and this person and I'm like yeah like fucking this is the way we do things like this and blah 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 and then it's like hang on a second there's something not right here like there's just shit not getting done and it's like okay what's going on and it's like you know it's definitely right because it's a, it's a different set of skills managing people and being a leader for somebody because you've got to watch what you say you know you've got to understand when to go hard when not to go hard and, and kind of it's just this such a dynamic beast yeah if we look at like, you know, EV within our business, man, like, oh yeah, I'm going to toot our own horn here. We've got a pretty fucking good culture internally within our staff, right? Like, you know, we've got VAs that are overseas that get on our, like our big business meetings and they have like input, right? Val's a fucking killer, yeah. man. Like she's a fucking monster. Yeah, shout she out to She bosses Val. me around. Yeah, she's like, a ledge. She's, um, she's an absolute gun at it. And it's like, if we can just like to talk to the culture within, you know, our staffing like, what do you feel like for the guys at home that are listening and have coaches or that have staff, like, what do you feel are the cornerstones that, you know, allow us to create that culture and allow us to create such a safe and happy and, you know, let's just be honest, man, we, we banter like no tomorrow, man. Like our, our meetings are more fun than they are business, yeah. right? But we get the point across. Yeah, I think like, I, I mean, and this is kind of what we were saying earlier on, but, you know, one of my goals is to give, like I give... Uh, everybody in the business their corner you know and i'm like that's yours like these are what this is what we're trying to achieve as a company this is what your role is but at at any point in time you have power over that right like it's your decision your it's your job to make the decisions uh and you know if you want to brainstorm something with me or if you have a problem then you can come to me and we can kind of discuss it and I guess that's like the mentality for me is like, I'm like, I want to give you the responsibility because I know what responsibility will do for you. But I also want you to be able to think critically and feel like you can actually make some decisions, right? And it's like, by doing that, I'm giving, I'm making you feel safe. I'm making you feel like you have autonomy, that you can self-govern. And if you've got a problem, that's when you can come to me and we can riff it out. And like, 
you know, like we're not set in stone with the way we do things. Like if there's a better way, like I'm like, as I said, I like one of my, the biggest things for me is like, and, and again, like this is where people laugh, but it's like all the work I've done on myself on a spiritual level is what allows me to not latch on. It's like race. If you have a fucking good idea and it's much better than my idea, we use your idea, you know? And it's like, I feel like that can be something that tears a lot of people down. It's like, you know, there's one way to do things and, and it's my way. And it's like, one of my biggest things is like, I, I always really, really put a lot of effort into is like, okay. And you know me, man, like, fuck. Like if I've got an idea, every motherfucker knows about it and I'll talk about it for two Hold days on. straight. Yeah. There's, so I'll give you guys, I'll paint you guys a picture, right? We went, <laughs> we did, we did a, a business little, we we went away for a little bit, right? And we were bumping out like one of the systems that we were going to put into one of our courses, right? And we uh-huh. sat there for about an hour doing this fucking one Venn diagram, one Venn diagram, one right? Venn diagram. And we were going, there was like these four circles, and we do a five circle Venn diagrams, and Kyle was just like you know, trying to mix, mix and match and go, no, 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 it needs to be this, this, this. And there's four of us. There's four other, four of us sitting there going, no, it just needs to be like this. And Kyle's like, no, it fucking doesn't. And we were there for 45 minutes of Kyle trying to convince us that his idea was, his idea was like so much more efficient and so more this because he was so passionate about it that he had to just explain his full idea. Yeah. And guess what? We got to the end of it and the four of us, we were right. And Kyle accepted that. It was all good. But it's a, a process that once Kyle actually... Uh, picks this idea if he has this thing and he, he genuinely believes that this is the best way he will be passionate about it. he will try and go cool no let's go this way but that is a rare occasion because most of the time 95% of the time if an idea comes Kyle is you know I guess what I'm trying to say you're, you're, the, you're always open to other ideas until you're not until it's like you genuinely believe that the other idea is not better you'll fight for it no and I think that the whole thing with that is is like the culture of being able to argue like oh man you me- look at us last week on the whiteboard people yeah. would have been walking past being like these guys are going at it because you know i'm thinking in excel terminology you're thinking in literal drawing technology like tech oh, terminology sorry and we were just going no 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 do it this way this way and we were back and forth for like an hour yeah you know? and but i think like that culture of like you know at the end of that hour the like and one of the things that i always will do is like i think a lot of people can become yes men and women mm-hmm. like it's like they're just like oh yeah that's a great idea and it's like yeah well like no like let's let's fucking make sure it is yep. and let's challenge each other like if if we have like i feel like and again this is the oversimplification that can sometimes and the over complication well done fuck me um you know i like to challenge ideas i like to make sure that people think critically and and especially with me it's like i don't want you guys to just agree with me and it's like it's good because i know you won't but everybody i want to have a discussion and everybody put their belief system on the table and actually let's get used to challenging each other because the more we challenge each other and accept that we it's okay to be challenged is that the the better the result is going to be and we will get to the absolute root of that problem and be able to solve it and you know it's funny because like as i said i if we we were arguing that day right and and like you know we'll not even call it we'll call it challenging man we were fucking medaffs mate like we were medaffing and i probably got a little bit excited i think i was third coffee in and it was full on but um i was peaking yeah (laughs) in a good way yeah (laughs) um but you know it really was like okay in that point in time i need to be convinced Mm-hmm. that it's not like i'm not just gonna shut up yep. because four people think that it's this way i'm like okay i'm gonna challenge every single one of you motherfuckers until you can tell me with absolute clarity and make sense that this is not the way mm-hmm. and once you do that game on let's fucking go with it but i think a lot of the time through either um fear of judgment through uh, just that oversimplification, wanting things to be done quickly. It's like, I, I don't give a fuck if we spend four hours, six hours on a Venn diagram, if at the end of that, the Venn diagram is the right fucking Venn diagram. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, because it matters. Because yeah. that Venn diagram was the basis of every decision we were going to make for the future. Yeah, for like the next eight months. Exactly, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, let's not be yes men and women let's not just fucking pat each other on the on the back and say great idea let's challenge each other on a level that and that is a culture like and that that culture sets the standard 
for everything that happens afterwards. It's like, you know, from that weekend onwards, we now, I can sit on a call with my team and if somebody says something that I don't agree with, I'm like, no, mm. explain that to me. 100%. Tell me fucking why, right? And it's like, no, that's not the right idea. And it's like, and, and it's not as if I just say that to everybody. That's, everybody says that to everybody. And it's not a personal attack. I feel like if we look at this from like the cornerstones that, um, you know, allow us to put our culture in a position that, you know, we have a really amazing retention rate of like the, the staff that we hire. Um, it's, it comes down to having an open door policy, right? Open door to bring any problem, talk about any issue, right? But also, you know, an open door to have fun, to take the piss and have a bit of banter. But then also, you know, on the back end, as far as responsibilities, like entrusting people with the ability to make decisions for you instead of having to run every decision past you. Exactly. And that's, the, you know, if, if every decision has to be run past you, that is a non-efficient way oh, to actually grow the business. And, and I think that's what holds a lot of people back is like, you end up hiring people and you're putting so much responsibility on your plate and then because you don't give people that self-governance they feel like you know that's what micromanaging is yep. and you know as when you're micromanaging things you may as well have just done everything yourself in the fucking first place and that i think like that brings me back to the first thing where i was i had a conversation with one of our mastery clients where he was micromanaging everything he wanted to do everything himself but also wanted to create more time. And he was torn in so many different directions. Like I've hired someone, I want to give them responsibility, but I want it to be done right. So I don't want to waste time. Fuck, the list goes on. If you can't relinquish that ability to micromanage, you're never going to go anywhere, right? Yeah. Because you've literally, you've hired someone into your business, which yes, it might've increased your total revenue. However, if you're spending you know, now an extra six hours a week managing the shit that they do, instead of just giving them the responsibility to go, yes, go do that thing. You know, have you really made more money? Because your time for money, like if you work out that equation, time for money is probably a net loss. Yeah, 100%. I think like it does come down to dropping the ego, yeah. right? And like that's a lot of what it is. It's like, can you drop the ego, right? And actually admit when someone else has a better idea or when something's done a better way or there's something better on the table that you aren't conscious of, right? And I think that as a leader, as a business owner, your ability to actually drop the ego is the only way that you can truly grow like i think the number one skill in the world is your ability to take criticism like mm -hmm. too many people can't take any fucking criticism like it's i'm telling you man like it's fucking horrible like if somebody says something bad about me or fucking gives me some type of criticism it's like and whether they i like them or not it's like at the end of the day right like your ability to take that in and actually sit with that is dependent upon whether you can actually change the situation understand whether it's true or not and these types of things but a lot of the time when criticism gets given we turn it it turns into this battle it's like no well he's a fuckwit no well you're a fuckwit and it's like well no like like it doesn't need to be that way like criticism can be taken and and, and obviously be given in a constructive manner as well but i think like for me that's one of the most important skills as a leader is the ability to take criticism on mm -hmm. and what you do with that becomes really really important yeah i think like i will add before we wrap this up just to bridge the gap this is a sequential process right you can't come in hire someone and give them responsibility straight away they will be overwhelmed and they will uh you know create they will make more problems than they uh you know they'll, they'll start more fires than they put out mm. i guess it's a short way of putting it right if you can actually create an onboarding system, and this is where that bridge comes in, you know, looking at technology, we've just done Tech Month. If you can create an onboarding system for the people you hire, where every task, whether it be the medial mundane stuff, all the way through to the complex client management stuff is actually set out in the way that you would do it. And then you go, cool, this is how I do it. Build upon that, right? Use that as a framework, but you have the freedom to do things your way, provided that you get the end outcome. Right. Yeah, and I think you can't, like, it's important to say that you can't just rely on that onboarding system as well, right? right? Like, you know, a lot of what we're talked about here is acquiring certain skills, creating a certain environment and building on a certain culture yeah. because that plays a massive role as well. Like, you can say, hey, here's your onboarding system, but, you know, whether somebody actually, how that onboarding system is perceived can be based upon their experiences in that time. So if you're saying, here's the onboarding system, but you're fucking creating this horrible experience mm. for a coach when they come in like the reality is is they're probably not going to be paying attention wholeheartedly to that onboarding system mm. or whatever that onboarding system is is going to be taken and perceived in a different way because of that experience 
And I think like drawing this back, it's like this is conversation isn't just for people who are looking to hire. Like this is as a business owner, you need to have these skills. You need to have this mindset at all times because what we're really talking about is humility. We're talking about, uh, you know, critical thinking. We're talking about um, decision-making, management, leadership like all of these things are things that you need to have in business it's not something that you just need to have at a particular time in business because the more skills you acquire acquire that the more effectively and efficiently you can work through the business development process yeah man like you, you summed it up this is not just how you work this is how you work with people in general this isn't not just how you work with your staff this is how you work with your clients this is how you work with you know partnerships um, you know, all the things that you could be doing, it's just interpersonal relationships. If you can actually, you know, take home these points as far as like removing the ego, all the things you've just said, the woo woo, no, yeah, the woo woo, but also the practical stuff like the, you know, the, the critical thinking, the ego, you know, that's going to set you in a position where you can actually create long lasting growth and stability and actually enjoy it. hundred percent. It's, it's critical. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, a, a conversation that obviously started somewhere and, and went somewhere else, as fucking per usual. Um, Kyle going woo-woo on us. Yep, that's episode one of Kyle, Kyle going woo-woo. He's back. Well, fuck. i actually been okay for like the first part of 2021. That's and what then... I mean, he's back. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, as always, I uh, hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you next week. Thank you. I want to say a big thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the show uh if you enjoyed the episode make sure you hit the subscribe button uh feel free to share us share the episode with your friends and family and feel free to leave us a review as well uh you know we all the support that we get for the for the show and especially now that we've revamped it uh we're trying to bring something that's got a little bit more value it's definitely appreciated and if you have a question uh for strategy sessions next week you want us to take a bit of a deep dive and help you work through some of the roadblocks in your business or you just want some help creating some winning strategy you can shoot me an email at kyle at elitevitalitycoaching.com but I'll leave it there. Until next week, stay safe, stay, safe, stay healthy, uh, and I'll see you on the other side.